0: My name is Dr. Brendan McCarthy. I'm the chief medical officer of Protea Medical Center in Chandler, Arizona. Thank you so much for tuning into to my podcast. We're off to a sunny start. It's a beautiful day. It's Friday. Weather's great. And I'm happy to be here with you. There's something I want to discuss that's been coming up and I read your comments and we do our best to respond to them. And sometimes I worry if I get too involved in the comments, I won't create new content because I could just start spiraling into this thing. But, uh... So some of the comments, I just usually just respond in type. And, and sometimes I'll, you'll see me do posts a little real where I'm responding to a question. But there's been something that's been coming up frequently on some of my posts. And I want to make sure I get ahead of it now. Let me start with this. When a man presents to my clinic, and I suspect he has testosterone deficiency, do I give him testosterone randomly? No. I run labs. The guiding principle of my practice is this. I use every tool in my power to understand the human in front of me. Every tool I can put my hands on that's a reliable tool. We're talking uh, medically grounded in research tools. And lab work is the primary one for me. If I was an ortho, I'd do imaging. You know, there's a lot of ways we do to find this stuff out that's science-based and solid. So when you have a patient presented to you in clinic, like I would, like you have a man comes in and he subjectively tells me, that's his perspective, what he's going through. And I add this subjective list of symptoms in my head. I start looking for patterns in there. I'm starting to look for what this could mean. What, what, what areas of his biology could I be looking for here? And as he gives me his subjective list of his experiences, I'm coming up with ways that I can evaluate and prove my belief on what it could be. I put together a hypothesis on what I think it could be. And then I put together a way to test my hypothesis on the person. So what does that look like in my guy with testosterone? Presents to clinic, low testosterone symptoms. All right, let's test testosterone, you know, but I'm also going to test other things that may be adjacent or maybe other causes as well. Because some people seem like they have low testosterone, but it's something else entirely. So I would run the man's labs, Once the man came back and say I was right, say it was testosterone is the deficiency and I'm going to prescribe him testosterone. Do I just give him testosterone and say thanks for coming and have a nice day? No. I have to figure out the dose I need to give the guy. I figure out how much I believe his body should be getting, how well he's going to absorb it and work with it. And then I'm going to, am I just leaving with that? No. I'm going to schedule him for lab work a month later to make sure I hit that right level and then I'm going to let him know this is the right level or I'll make an adjustment. And do I let him go then? No. I schedule him every six months to make sure I'm monitoring him and doing a good job. Why? The thing is, is with testosterone deficiency in men, and once you know that's what it is, you give him the dose you think will work. That doesn't mean it's the dose that will work. If a guy comes in and I think 150 milligrams of testosterone injected weekly is going to be the key for him, I'll prescribe that. But it's what I think. It's my hypothesis. I need to prove it. So what do I do? I run his labs a month later. I make sure that I got the right level. I want his testosterone to say at 800, 900 total. Or is free at 20. I'm going to run that lab a month later to verify I did my job. Is that enough? No. Because I'm giving him something from the outside in. I'm giving him something that belongs in his body but his body's not making it. So I can't mimic nature. I can't be the same as his testicles. I can't have it be made every few seconds from his body with a little bit of a higher rhythm in the morning and the lower in the evening. We, there's no medical way for me to do that. So I need to give him injection every seven days. When I do that, when I give him that bolus, that's not the normal pharmacokinetics in the body, which means it's not the same way the body doing it. It looks a little different that is when you have the chance of making downstream metabolites go too high. So with that man, I'm going to monitor him while he's on testosterone with lab work. Where this becomes a problem, why I'm bringing this up. There are so many, I've received, I have seen, here we go, that. So many doctors and patients argue stating that they don't need lab work, women that women don't need lab work for their estrogen. If you have symptoms of menopause, you don't need lab work. You just get estrogen and you just take it. You're fine. And you don't need labs. Just this is your thing. You're supposed to have in your body. So just here's your estrogen. That is remarkably wrong. Just because everyone does it the wrong way doesn't make it right. Riddle me this. Why is it that a man deserves lab work? and deserves that type of care, deserves that kind of monitoring, and a woman doesn't. Help me understand then, why it is that a woman does not deserve that kind of care. Because I don't see that. Women deserve as much care. You always have. What right do I have as a doctor to put something in your body without monitoring it and caring about you? What right do I have as a doctor to put something in your body that I know what it turns into in the body and not monitor it and do a good job? I feel strongly about this because in the years of practice, decades of practice of medicine, I have seen a disparity in the way women are treated. How, many, how often are you women put on given lab work to understand why it is that you have uh, a PMS How many of you were just put on birth control instead? And once you're on birth control, do they ever run labs? No, they don't do anything like that. They just give you different birth control. That didn't feel good? I'll give you this one instead. Why didn't that one feel good? What was wrong with it? What was it doing to your body? When the doctor kind of feigns, like, I don't really know. It's different for different people. They're lying. That is an absolute bald lie. And why do I know that? Because we had to study biochemistry and pharmacology. We had to have so much of that education in our heads. There are reasons why certain birth controls don't work with certain women. There are reasons why certain hormone protocols are going to work well for one woman and not another woman. There are reasons why some women will tolerate this dose better than another. There's some reasons why women should not do oral estradiol and some reason why some women could probably get away with it, with it being safe. We learn those reasons in medical school. It's basic science. This is basic for us. Whenever I give you something from the outside in, I am always going to create, every doctor who does this, ever, it's going to create irregularities in the downstream metabolites no matter what. The question is, is is it a problem or is it no problem? Is it something I have to keep watching or is it just something that's benign? There's never a reason for you to be not cared for. Does it mean that if I run lab work that I'm not going to care for that woman? Like, well, it doesn't look like you need estrogen to me. You don't need that. No, I run lab work not to prove them wrong. I run lab work to understand that woman in front of me. If you're suffering from symptoms of menopause, if you're having hot flashes, night sweats, vaginal dryness, increased urinary tract infections, any one of those symptoms, there are more, You go to your doctor. My job is not to disprove you're having menopause. My job is to understand you. Another doctor watching this would say, all those symptoms mean she has low estrogen. You just give her estrogen. (laughs) Lazy. Lazy much? A little bit. Really? Yes, she will have low estrogen. I agree. What else is going on in her body? How is she? Where's her cholesterol? Where's her blood sugar? what's her bone density? Look at just, at least look at alkaline phosphatase and if it's a little bit elevated, hey, you, you know, maybe there's a bone density thing. You want to know where the baseline is so you know when you treat her how high it goes and you see how she, her body responds to it. You want to, if a woman presents to clinic and you would give her estrogen because she has menopausal symptoms and you're just going to prescribe it and you're not going to run labs, how do you know what her estrone was before and after? And I talk about Estrone a lot, and I will keep talking about Estrone. There's three types of estrogens here. There's estriol, which is more dominant when you're pregnant, so it's not as big player in what we're talking about today. There's estradiol, which is the one that's important. That's the one that does all the heavy lifting. That's the important one. There's Estrone, which is a downstream metabolite, does not have estrogen-like effect in the human body as much, very little effect, but it is inflammatory in nature and very high, tends to be high in women in menopause. When I give you estradiol, I want to make sure that estradiol is not being turned to estrone preferentially. When I give you estradiol, I want to make sure that you're getting enough of a dose that you're absorbing it. And I see your estradiol getting around above 80, 82. The reason why for 80, 82 is because there's studies that show that helps with bone density. It is so important that you know that there's a better way of treating you. I want you to know that you deserve that. I am not here in the room with my patient for me. I'm in the room with my patient for her. I set my ego aside. I set everything aside. I become just the pure doctor in that moment. They're of service for that person because that's what she needs. That means how much lab work I do, how much time I spend, how much research I do, Yeah, whatever it takes. And then it also has me checking back and making sure I did a good job and I'm not letting something go too long without being monitored. Some women can have oral estrogen, say they're prescribed without lab work. They can have that and their doctor gives it to them and they go out the door and they go for years and nothing, no problem. They're beautiful and they're great. You know, if it's one out of a hundred of your women who has that conversion to estrone at a high rate, leading to high risk factors for deep vein thrombosis, leading for that inflammatory pathway that has a higher risk for breast cancer. I didn't say estradiol causes breast cancer. I didn't say estrone causes breast cancer. I said estrone enhances that pathway and I will cite it down below in the um, description of this video. If you're that one in a hundred or even one in a thousand, I'll run labs on every single one of you to make sure that one didn't escape me. I will run labs on every woman that I see because that one in 100 or one in 1,000, that's someone's mom, that's someone's wife, that's someone's best friend, that's someone's daughter. And these lives are put in my hands. So in the end, in summation, See, I'm very strong. I'm very emotional about this. I rehearsed this last night so many times, and I I got angry a lot. I don't want to be angry. I said lazy medicine earlier. I don't want to do that either. If you criticize and you you push on these other doctors, this the way medicine is practiced currently. If you if you're antagonistic to it. They have a tendency more to become more defensive and more you know, aggressive and they just attack you or they, whatever, they, they do the dumb things they do, blah, blah, blah. And maybe that'll get more clicks. I don't need that. I'm trying to do this in a way that helps them make that transition over to saying, you know what, you're right, we really should run labs. And you're right, we really should monitor these things. And, you, and you're right, these women need that. They deserve that. And, and you know what? I'm going to bend my brain 100% around every case I see that comes in my office and not just kind of coast through it every nine minutes, new patient. And me getting in here and yelling and being rage-filled <laughs> does not do that. So in summation, you deserve lab work. I am right. <laughs> I am right that you deserve lab work. And lab work is worth the effort on the part of the physician and it should not be an obstacle to care but also it should not be left out of care please like share and subscribe please share this with someone who believes that lab is unnecessary if you give someone hormones please share this with someone who believes that men should get lab work and women don't really need it <laughs> see that that goes um thank you and i'll see you at the next episode